I want to talk to you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is this uh, company started by a bunch of doctors that realized, hey, we really, we are not prepared. And they really uh, were proven right when it came to the, um, the COVID uh, pandemic. We had a shortage of drugs. We, we don't make our own medicines here. If there is any kind of supply chain breakdown or anything else, there's already a worldwide shortage of amoxicillin. That's a pretty well-known, you, you know, ever a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. like in that like first line of defense kind of stuff. So they started making the Jace case, which is a medical case filled with I can't remember five. I think five different courses of antibiotics that you can use for UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin, skin infections. You can use it on vacation. You can use it when you're, you know, when you're out. Uh, when it's inconvenient to maybe get to the doctor, and then when you see the doctor, um, you know, he can verify everything. It's all overseen by a doctor, but it is a way for you to have basic medications in your home. JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Use the promo code BEC10 and get a Jace case now. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Lisa Marie Presley has passed on at 54. Um, the first thing that I heard from everybody was, was she vaccinated? This, I can understand why you might think that. And yep, that might be the case. Might not be the case. Um, I don't know. However, this is a um, a measurement, if you will, of how bad the credibility is of our doctors, medicine, media, and our administration. It was destroyed over COVID, and it has to be fixed. But are we going that way? Biden's records, now a third pile of documents um, that are top secret. Press is not really going after this. The only way you get arrested on anything top secret is if you're like a submariner and you took a picture of the sub for your kid. Then it's guaranteed jail time. That leads to the Bubba effect. When, I'm sorry, but you guys have caused so many problems. We're not listening to you. And it must change. I want to talk to you about being our society being beaten on the rocks in 60 seconds. Imagine getting the uh, best seat, uh, uh, set of sheets you can get and and not pay a lot of money for them. I, I am. This is not hyperbole. I really I love the Giza Dream Sheets, and I'm a sheet snob. I mean, oh, when I go and have to stay in a Best Western, well, it's not even a Best Western. It's like an okay Western. 
as you drive across the country. Uh, I wish I would bring my own sheets. Uh, I am really addicted to soft cotton. And that used to be a lot of money. I, I don't know what the thread count thing is, but you know, going in and buying sheets, you're like, what? Giza Dream Sheets, you can get them now at like $29.98. I sleep on them every night. They are so great. So soft, breathable, durable. They come from my pillow, and right now they have this special where you can get them as low as $29.98. I'm telling you, there's no other. I, I just don't think there's a better sheet than this. $29.98, it is mypillow.com. Get your sale on the Giza Dream Sheets right now by using the promo code Beck at MyPillow.com. Make sure you click on the uh, radio listeners specials and enter the promo code Beck. Or you can just call them at 800-966-3117. Limited time now. MyPillow.com promo code Beck. So I wanna, I'm going to talk to you here philosophically, and then we're going to get into all of the news of the day. And it all kind of ties into this, and that is the collapse of... Of trust. I used to call it the implosion of trust. I said it was the last thing before the world had to be reset. Um, and that is people in every institution have discredited themselves and the institution so much that no one knows who to believe or how to get the truth anymore. And that's where we are. And a society doesn't last long when there is no truth. That's why they're confusing our children with sexuality and everything else. There is no male or female. You might be a furry deer. That's a lie. And we must not allow lies into our life because our children <clears throat> won't have anything to trust because we don't have anything to trust. And if we follow down the road of society, our children won't be even able to trust us. Now, our society, if I, well, I did, when I told you that everything that you thought was solid would be liquid and the world would be turned inside out and you wouldn't know what was up or down anymore, most people didn't believe me. They thought that was hyperbole, but I said that for 15 years that that time was coming. I think we can all agree that time is here uh, and has been here for a while. We cannot be people that are looking to go back because what are you going back to the 1990s, the 1970s, 80s, 1950s? Those were all not utopian times. Those are things that we should not go back to in whole. There are some things from our past, and this is what a conservative does. They look at all of the things and say, what works and what didn't work what's good that we should conserve and save and what can we throw out and we need to have a vision of the future i want to boil this down to you and me this is really kind of my philosophy in my life right now we don't want to go back to the way things were and we can't go back to the way things were there's something better on the horizon Right now, our entire Western society, and I think us as people, are just being beaten on the rocks. You feel like that? You feel like maybe you're in like God's wash tub and he's just taking you on the washboard and you're like... <laughs> That's the way it feels, right? Mountain spring water is so 
pure and fresh and it's beaten on the rocks. Okay. I don't know how that works in Fiji. I think that's just seawater with dolphin pee in it, but everybody thinks it's great. But the, the mountain fresh water is purified and it is beaten on the rocks all the way down. So let's look at the good news on this. The faster we get it, the closer we will come to the still waters. And in this analogy, I guess when we get there, then we're just sucked up, bottled and shipped to some distant place where we're all consumed. But let's let the analogy stop there before we get to the pool. What I'm trying to say to you is we are being prepared for something and we have a choice. We can either hang on to the things that were of the past, all of it, or we can look for those things that we must have in the future, i.e. the truth, and be excited about the next chapter that we're in. It's really frightening, totally frightening. And to be beaten across the rocks, I, I want to, I, I have alluded to some of these things in the past, um, in the past year. This has been a very difficult year for my family, my immediate family. Um, <clears throat> we've had a suicide attempt. Uh, we've had three of my children I have taken to the hospital for depression. Um, my ch one of my children going through life-changing strife right now that is the roughest road I think anybody can walk. Um, and it, it just... The family is on fire. But I know they're going to make it. Earlier this year, I was really beating myself up because I'm like, what have I missed? How did I miss this stuff? Do you remember those days, too? And I was like, I'm just the worst. How? How? What? And I came to a place to where I realized, you know, I can only do what I can do. These are his kids, too. They were his kids before they were mine. He loaned them to me so I could raise them to the best of the ability. At some point when you get there, you just have to say, hey, these are your kids, man. I know you care about them just as much as I do. If I can understand your kind of love, it's probably a lot bigger than mine. So these are your kids, and I can't do it. And then you just have to trust because there is. And I have felt guilty. I have felt worthless this year. I have felt completely out of control. Um, just despair a lot of the times. My wife, just, my wife and I just hanging on to each other. My older kids have told me for years, well, you know, Dad, when we were growing up, you weren't around. And that's true. I wasn't around. And it left a mark. And then my younger kids, now as we're, you know, having family therapy and everything else, um, which, by the way, we're the best family ever. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, my younger kids have said to me recently, you know, Dad, you weren't always there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have, I have been, like, I have tried to be super dad. My kids were homeschooled in the office next to the studio of mine for a while. I mean, I am there for them as much as I can. 
And then that that's what teenagers will say. That's what teenagers will do. And let me just tell you, there is no such thing as balance in life. There is no such thing as enough time for your children. There is no such thing, children, as a perfect childhood. All of it leaves marks. All of it leaves marks. Life is imperfect. Life is hard. Then you die. But it's worth the journey. It's in the journey. It's in between the hard parts. You know, we had a chair in my house uh, and my uh, my second eldest hated it um, because we had chairs around our kitchen table that had a virtue on the back of every chair. One of them was forgiveness. And if somebody was holding a grudge about somebody, I would say, you need to sit in the forgiveness chair and eat dinner. Remember that virtue. Well, the one that I would assign from time to time was endurance. You need to sit in the endurance chair, right? You just got to get through this. Oh, my kids hated it. Hated it. They have all come back and said, sorry, Dad. You're right. Endurance. They thought, life, you just make life sound so tough. And I'm like, it is. A lot of it you just have to get through. Uh, and uh, and now they now they get it. Now they get it. But do we remember that? Because sometimes things get so dark for us. We're like, I can't. I don't I don't know what to do. I'm completely at a loss. First of all, if you don't have faith, you need to find faith. You need to find faith in bigger, something bigger than people and certainly not the collective. You need to find faith. I don't care if it's the universe. I don't care what it is. But you must have faith in something that is good. Humanity has made it through everything. Not the dinosaurs, I will remind you. But we went through absolutely everything. And it does get better. uh, One of my children's doctors called me and said, I can't say anything. Um, You know, I can't talk about the things that are private. I don't want to, you know. And uh, he said, but I had to call you. He said, because very rarely have I sat in a room with a child that admires their father as much as your child does. And he said, you have done something right. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) And it was my day. Yesterday was my day. I got that phone call and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, and the sun, you know, sun's beaming down just on me as the clouds start to part. And I'm like, it's over. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I had a great day yesterday. My daughter is in the musical Freaky Friday, and I've been trying to teach her something of, of, about acting, and it's hard. And she's like, I don't want to do all that. That's not going to make a difference. And then because she's now the lead role in this musical, and it is really difficult the director was coming to her go, what do you do? What, what is that? Why? Where? How did you make that choice? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, well, you know, if you would have done that hard work. And I've been talking to her for about four years on this. So she finally did it because she was broken. She had been beaten on the rocks. And so she was like, okay, maybe I should do this hard stuff. She did. She comes back home. The director pointed her out to everybody and said, you know what she's doing? She's doing this acting technique and you guys should look into it because he looked at her and said, you're doing what? How do you even know that? 
So dad gets credit all of a sudden. Uh, the clouds will roll in and it'll be a dark, dark tornado, hurricane kind of uh, raining fire. What are they calling that thing over uh, California? The river in the sky or whatever. It's going to come again. It might be today. But last night, yesterday was glorious. Glorious. Make a note of that so I can go back and look at it and go, oh, remember that good day? That'll come again. Because it's going to feel again like you're not going to get past the dark spot, but you will. The good times will pass. Bad times will come. Savor them. Write them down. Know that today, in one of the darkest periods of my life, I'm really full of joy. And, I, and, and for good reason. It's not like I'm manic. It's not like, hey, I think I'm going to win. Let's go to Vegas today. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, we're still struggling. But today is a good day, and I'm full of joy. And part of the reason, the biggest part of the reason is because I have faith. I know who God is, <clears throat> and I know who I am to him and who you are to him. If you don't, you need to find that. But the other reason is, I married for all of the right reasons. I mean, first, smoking hot. So we were <laughs> polar opposites there. You know what I mean? Opposites attract. She was smoking hot. I was me. Uh, no. I married her. Yes, she was smoking hot. But I married her because we both knew who we wanted to be. And that's what got us through everything. She was kind loving, centered, balanced, nothing earthly really matters. She is so, I was going to the, I was going to the, the governor's uh, swearing in Ron DeSantis sat at his table. Didn't know that at the time, but sat at his table. I took my son because Tanya was just not impressed. She's like, Oh, so I can, I can fly across the country, sit down at a table of a bunch of people who don't know me really don't care about me. And I'm not going to really care about a lot of the political stuff. Gee, that sounds like fun. I've got laundry to do. I love that. She knows who she is. I love that. Know who God is. Mary Wright. And remember, the storm will pass. Let me tell you about preborn. Last year, you participated in a miracle. Tens of thousands of babies who otherwise would have not seen the light of day have begun or are just beginning to draw their breath because you donated to preborn. There was about 52, I can't remember, 52,000 babies that were saved because of this audience, because of the donations. And we can count them because we know how many kids or how many women are coming into a, a pregnancy center and saying, I'm thinking about an abortion. They get the ultrasound and it changes their mind. That's what you donated to ultrasounds. And this pays for the doctor's visit, pays for the ultrasound. It's like twenty eight dollars. And it's 80 percent chance that once they see the baby, they say, I want the baby. 
$28. That's less than most dinners. There is nothing you can do to bring more blessings on your life than saving children. Pound 250 baby, or you can donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. Just hit pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, just uh, just one more thing on this. I'm going to move on. So, you know, if you're if you're not a longtime listener, if you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know, I am screwed up every way to Sunday. Um, I've been suicidal in my 30s, broke, divorced, friendless, alcoholic, absolutely hopeless, really not a good guy. But I use those times that were dark to reach deep and really learn what is God trying to teach me here? Cause nothing that I believe in and nothing that I'm doing is working my way. So I surrender. What am I to learn? If we all dig deep now, we will start seeing the things that are important. What are, if you're a conservative, what are you conserving? Are you conserving your job? Cause that's not, that's not worth dying for. Are you conserving uh, your car, your way of your way of life? Meaning, you know, I get up in the morning, I go to work, I come home, I put my feet up and watch the TV. Is that what you're conserving? What is it you're conserving? This is why we have to boil everything down now to the very essence. What is worth living for, fighting for, standing up for, never lying because you know that will lose everything. And lying, you know now the what happens when people lie. And you have to be on guard as much as the next person because it's, it's going to get easier and easier to cut corners and lie and harder and harder to stand up for the truth and be fearless. But if you do, and you boil down, what is it? For me, it's the Bill of Rights. That's it. And being able to follow my conscience as I understand God. That's it. That's worth conserving. What is it for you? And that is what we should be expressing to our neighbors. Not all this bull crap of, I think it should be this guy or that guy. What's worth conserving? All right, it's time for GenuCell's New Year's clearance event going on now. GenuCell is the best in skincare, which, you know, this is, we're talking about a time of savings up to 70% off GenuCell's most popular package. It can take care of all your skincare needs. And if you want to look a little, maybe look a little bit better, maybe look a little bit younger, whether you have the fine lines or forehead wrinkles or maybe sagging jawline, dark okay, marks. All right, I skin get redness. it. I'm trying to, I get it. Trying, you don't need to point everything out. You're too joyful today. I'm trying to turn you around. <laughs> Uh, GenuCell works for women and men, all skin types, perfect for any age. And with its immediate effects, GenuCell promises results that will make you smile guaranteed or you get 100% of your money back. No risk here. Right now, they have the customer favorite, the Deep Firming Vitamin C Serum. Absolutely free in every most popular package. You can hydrate your skin while restoring the vibrant glow that you have and desire. 
Check this out now, genucell.com slash Beck. Enter Beck at checkout for extra savings. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free shipping for the new year. Don't wait. Don't miss it. Go to genucell.com slash Beck. Genucell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Blaze TV. We got all the usual stuff that you need and a few surprises like... I just found out Stu Does America is still on the air. <laughs> Join- Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. A couple of uh, stories uh, to note. Let's start with the president and his documents. Now there is a third place that he stores uh, top secret documents. Um you remember when Trump did this and they were in a room and the FBI had told him, you know, it had to be locked. And so he put the special lock on. But that wasn't good enough. And uh, they were all speculating that he may have uh, the designs of the stealth bomber. Uh, and he was going <laughs> to sell him to Russia. Yeah. Selling yeah. him to Russia. Remember uh-huh. all of that speculation? These, I mean, this is this could be nuclear secrets. Um, and none of that was true. Now, Joe Biden, three different locations, and I love the response when it was found in his garage. But I put it in. Uh, it's in my garage with my Corvette. I lock the door. Oh, I know those garage door openers that you cannot penetrate those places. It's like Fort Knox. Oh, it is. And and you know what? There are two people in that garage at all time. And they both have keys to the Corvette mm. and guns. And you can't start that Corvette. You'll look and say, sir, turn your key. <laughs> and they're in there all the time. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's an impen- Like you said, it's impenetrable. Yeah. And the third location is where? Do we know yet? I think his other vacation home. Mm. Because, he's you know, a man, as a man so, so he's got him at both his homes. I think one of the one and of them was, the office at University of Pennsylvania. Right. But but other than that, uh, just other the other places that, he has them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, one of them only wow. there was only one document there. They found oh, okay. just the right. one. Just one. Oh, and okay. so right again, what I find to be fascinating about this is how they the most transparent administration that focuses so much on transparency. That's all they care about. Somehow they found out about this before the election and didn't tell anybody. And then when the press found out about this, they were already at a point in the timeline where they knew about these additional finds on the documents. And when the press came to them and said, hey, we heard about these documents that were found, they said, "Uh, well, yeah, sure. And didn't say anything about the additional documents they already knew about. They lied and lied and lied and hoped and prayed that no one would say anything. (laughs) And now eventually we finally know. But they're hiding something, right? Uh, The implosion of trust. This is why, look, when you have the implosion of trust, I told you that is the last step before usually a world war and a total reset. And I said before we understood the Great Reset, so I kind of regret those words. Uh, It wasn't me. I didn't call it on. Anyway, um, (laughs) the implosion of trust, that is the reset comes whether you like it or not. The reset comes either with uh, fire, terror, and blood, uh, because a fascistic kind of authoritarian leader has to come up because you don't believe the doctors. You don't believe the banks. You won't do what they say to do. The Bubba effect. You think if a submariner takes a picture of a submarine in port 
for his daughter to see. Remember this? That guy went to prison for it. You think that the community on anything like that, not top secret, just that. You think the community is going to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. He took a picture of the sub for his daughter and he's going to prison. But all of these people with the top secret stuff, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. The Bubba effect. So you don't do what you have to do as a society to stay together. You're not all on the same page. So an authoritarian has to step up or. There needs to be, and I hate to use this word because I don't mean it the way I don't mean it the way the communists mean it, a purge. You have to have somebody go in, do investigations. Well, let me just say this is what the Freedom Caucus was talking about. Do investigations, do them properly, and let the real rule of law work and restore the trust. But you think there's another pandemic coming? Do you think anybody is going to stand in line for that vax? Look at Lisa Marie Presley. She dies. Mm-hmm. First thing a lot of people thought was, I wonder if she had the vaccine. Yeah. And with good reason, people wonder that because we've seen many, many stories about young people who are otherwise healthy who have just dropped dead. But right. you know what? She's not an example of young people. Well, she's people. only 54. No. But That's she's not been very a, old. She, but she had a long-term opioid addiction. Right? Yeah. Like she, right. She's a, been a, a mess. Are you saying heroin addicts are unhealthy? <laughs> yeah, I, again, How like, dare you? Yeah. And Lizzo is the picture of health. <laughs> right. Like, You've seen her in the bikini? Right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there are certainly, you know, I think better examples of, of, of why you would worry on this. But I think it's your point, Glenn, I think is really on the mark here which is nobody trusts anything anymore no. right like you just immediately jump to what the worst case scenario because so often the worst case scenario is the thing that's actually true <laughs> you know it seems right. like over and over mm-hmm. again where whatever we thought the worst case scenario could be winds up being true and so you're gonna be that's gonna be one of the first things you go to is like I, whatever they're telling me i don't trust and the whole concept of a civilization is based on trust trust it really is. And yep. All I would want, speaking for myself, all I would want is for them to look into this. Oh, yeah, of course. That's all I want. Just look into it right. and see if it has anything at all to but do with do the vaccine. You tr- we just got a study from environmentalist, and the government is taking it seriously, about gas stoves. And right. they say, we're not doing anything. The states are doing it. Washington mm-hmm. State has already made it. New York, so, too, I think. Yeah, so you cannot have build a new home mm-hmm. with a gas stove in it. Well, where? why? Why? Because they took that seriously. See, the administration is doing all kinds of things, and they're doing them based on these studies. So if you get a study mm-hmm. that says, no, actually, the vaccine had nothing to do, nobody's going to believe it. Because no one has any credibility and it becomes very dangerous. A good example of this is, you know, we had Paul Ehrlich spend the 1970s telling us we were all going to die, that there was going to be no UK, you know, in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. The West Side Freeway or Highway in New York was going to be completely submerged by now. (laughs) Well, there'd be no food for the population (laughs) by 1980. We won't, people will be struggling to have a a steak as, you know, only the richest people on earth will be eating it. We were told by 2020, there would be no snow caps in North America. Have mm-hmm. you noticed in the Sierra Nevadas the snow cap <laughs> yeah, this year? There's some snow. Uh, so you go through all of this for 
50 years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Ehrlich, using mm-hmm. him as a specific example of some of these uh, claims, has been around for 50 years. And this week, he was on television with a new environmental scare story that they put on network television. And we're supposed to believe. How the hell is this guy still He's, on television making claims? No Because people don't know who he is. They, these huh. people are, are washed over and over again, yes. usually in the university system. Mm-hmm. And so that's the problem. Look, here's where it gets dangerous. It's already dangerous with doctors. It's already dangerous because do who do you trust? Mm-hmm. Who do you trust when things are really coming down to it? And the pharmaceutical company says, no, this is great. Do you trust that, that that is what they say it well, is? No, because they've been hiding information. We just found that Not out again. Not only hiding information, they're in collusion with the government. With the government. Yeah. So what do you do? This week, the FAA grounded all flights. Okay. That hasn't happened since 9-11. And that was the only other time it's ever happened. Right. So we grounded all flights. Why? Because there was a glitch in the computer system where they contact the planes and go, hey, uh, by the way, there's another plane coming your way. So there was a glitch in the computer system. Now, Pete Buttigieg finds out about it and Pete Buttigieg, you know, he gets on the case and immediately says, you know what? It was no big deal. This was not espionage. This was not somebody trying to do this. It was just a it was just a, a an uncorrupted or I'm sorry. It was just a corrupted file. Well, wait, (laughs) isn't that how espionage works? I mean, it doesn't have to be espionage, but it's basically what they're saying is somebody downloaded, you know, C. Lizzo in uh, a bikini and somebody opened it and it infected all of the the entire server system. Mm -hmm. Okay, me personally. I think you'd be smarter if you said see Lizzo in a bikini and it didn't corrupt the files unless you push delete. But anyway, um, so the uh, the the, somebody went in and did something they weren't supposed to do and it corrupted a file and shut it all down. Coincidentally, on the same day, at the same time, Canada had the same corrupted file. Mm-hmm. Now, I think how the did UK did as well? They had how did that too. happen? Yeah, how did that happen? I, and if you think mm. that you know, you don't need a spy. Why use a spy with a thumb drive that has to go in? You know, cloak and dagger, and like, I'm okay. I'm at the the main FAA Apple, and I'm just going to put this thumb drive in it, and I'm going to infect that machine. Why do that? When you can easily find out who works with the FBA, F, FAA and is on those computers all the time and target an email that they'll open up and then it's infected and it's over. Well, these people are lying to you that we're, we, we, there's no evidence. Well, of course, there's no evidence yet. Are you even looking into it? You really expect us to believe that the first time we have grounded all of our airplanes mm-hmm. since 9-11 and the second time in all of aviation history it's ever happened on the same day it happened in Canada. And I'm just learning now from you guys, I guess, in Great Britain. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Both Canada and Great Britain so, said it was completely unrelated, though. Huh. It's weird. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. What a weird. What a weird coincidence. What a weird. They're still investigating the root cause of the failure. Really? Huh. Huh. Now, 
On the other side of our border, the FAA said, we're continuing a thorough review to determine the root cause. Wait, Canada, we're still investing in the root cause of the failure. America, we're continuing a thorough review to determine the root cause. That's weird. Another coincidence. Another coincidence. Doing the same thing. Same thing. And saying the exact same thing. Our preliminary work has traced the outage to a damaged database file. Wow. A corrupted file. How was it corrupted? Well, there's no evidence of a cyber attack. That wasn't the question. (laughs) The question was, how was it corrupted? This is this is embarrassing. It's, it's a mysterious coincidence. Yeah, and it's true. Like this is going off a little bit more on on this particular angle on the story. But it's like we were told for how many years that the Russians yeah. were were, we're doing, we're doing these so things. many things like this that <clears throat> right. they were going to take. They took over the 2016 election and basically right. handed it to Donald Trump. And like you, that's basically what we were told from right. the media. And you don't think they're doing the low hanging fruit? And now we're in a position where we're funding. Sixty billion dollars worth of mm-hmm. missiles to fire at their people and their soldiers, and they don't do it. <laughs> and they're no, like, they're no, we're not going to do anything. any cyber attacks right now. Nothing's yeah. going on. Yeah, like, really? Uh, <laughs> I want you to do something real quick. I want you to Google Google corrupted file. One of the top links is from the U.S. government cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. Okay, just Google corrupted file. You'll see U.S. government cybersecurity. Click on it. Understanding hidden threats with corrupted software files. It goes on to explain how hackers use phishing attacks to corrupt files on your computer and shut down like your life or like air traffic control. Yeah, but we know that didn't happen. Where there's no, no, no hacking no. involved no, at all. Of course nobody, not. nobody hacked. No, into this of course system. not. It was probably so. if there was hacking, it was a lone wolf. Right? Yes, it, definitely, yes. definitely <laughs> not something. Maybe it could have been a Republican, an extreme, probably, probably a white supremacist, freedom caucus. This is the sort of valuable stuff that happens on this program. Mm-hmm. Glenn just asked me to, to just said, tell, said to everybody, "Hey, search for corrupted file." Which I mm-hmm. listened. I, I did that as he was talking, and I saw the first link. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is corruptafile.net. And apparently what the service is, is you, like, this is what it says. Struggle with a report you can't complete? Bored by an Excel sheet? Tired with this code which won't work? Send us your file and we'll corrupt it. Your boss, customer, or teacher will think you delivered it on time and he can't open it due to a technology hassle. Oh Mission my completed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Fantastic. You know, oh, I have man. a feeling, though, that's a little like Googling... How do I dispose of a 115-pound body? <laughs> uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Thank you for joining us, Pat. Uh, real estate agents, I trust. We have taken a pretty good beating as a country this past couple of years, and millions of Americans, probably like you, are feeling the effects of it. And if you're one of the people who's trying to sell a house or needs to sell a house and buy another one or both, I am sure things can seem a little scary right now. Here's the deal. It is our job as Americans to get back up off our feet and do the right thing. I started a company a few years ago. It's a free service to you. I, uh, I had dealt with all the hassles in my life of, uh, you know, buying and selling homes. And I always, I just, I have never been good at that. Anyway, um, I was doing something else on the side at the time about, I don't know, 10 years ago, five years ago. It's got to be about 10 or 15 years ago now. Anyway, um, with the 500 best real estate agents in the country as named by the Wall Street Journal. Well, I got to know them 
And there's a reason they're the best. There, there is there are certain best practices that they do that help sell your house for the top amount of money and the fastest. So we went out, looked for real estate agents like that, that knew these best practices. That's who you'll find at realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right agent for you. Buying or selling a house anywhere in the country, contact us. Tell us your story. Realestateagentsitrust.com. A free service to you. Glenn Beck. Uh, okay, so the latest from the FAA is uh, no evidence of a cyber attack. It was corrupt files, and they were caused by human error. Now, was that human error clicking on nude pics? Is that what the human error was? Because I know that's what the IT department always says, you know, hey, don't click on this. If you see this subject, don't click on that. That's human error. Okay. But it's intentional. Who sent that? And by the way, it didn't just um, affect the mainframe and shut that all down. It went to the backup system as well. So it shut both of them down. Wow, that's a that's a weird corrupt file. That is, what are the odds that it hits the U.S. and Canada and possibly the U.K. at the same time? All you need is three stupid people that are looking for nude pics. Human error. The Glenn Beck Program. Thank you, Hillary. Uh, let me tell you about home title lock. If you think home title fraud is the kind of thing that only happens to other people, have a listen to a convicted thief explaining exactly what happens after he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. That I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance for that. No, oh, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me, you know. What is calling you? After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Mm, home title fraud growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it yet. You can protect yourself, however, with HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. There, you can register your address to see if you're already a victim and get a no-obligation home title report that's $100 value free. Get your home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. You sick, twisted freak. Welcome. It's Friday. We haven't talked to my good friend Bill O'Reilly in weeks. 
I want to get his view on the biggest stories of the week in 60 seconds. There's a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home that New Year's look. And the best part, Blinds.com makes it incredibly affordable. If you're ready to make a noticeable difference in the way your home looks, but you don't want to spend a lot of money, Blinds.com is your one-stop shopping for anything and everything to do with window treatments. Blinds, drapes, shutters, even the cool stuff like motorized shades. You can find all of it at Blinds.com. They have all of the latest styles, the fabrics, the materials for you to choose from. And just as importantly, they have a team of experts that can help you pick what's right for your home, uh, can help you install them, help you measure, whatever you need. And it's all backed up, satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. So don't wait. Your home's new look is awaiting at blinds.com. Save up to 40% site-wide. Include 40% all mini blinds. Up to 40% off everything right now at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. The biggest story of the week, sir. What's your name again? Yeah, I know. We haven't talked to each other. In- yeah, I mean, Beck, I, I thought you were like uh, ghosting me. You know that well, phrase? let's not necessarily oh, dismiss that's that. that's not a, a Christmas <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh. uh, so, first of all, how are your holidays? Uh, I don't remember. Good, I mean, come good. On, I didn't really that. ask because I cared. Right. Um, so, biggest story of the week, Bill. Yeah, there are two. I mean, and they all come under, both of them come under the overarch of not a good 13 days for Joe Biden. <laughs> right. In the right. first part of 2023. So uh, this document thing, this is overhyped. I mean, both men don't have the concentration span to go through documents and boxes. Um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, uh, they didn't know what was going on. They just had people pack up stuff for them and put it. So neither of them, because you have to have intent, you have to prove intent. Um, to remove classified information, and uh, no special counsel is going to be able to do that for either Trump or Biden. So that'll go away. But Trump is a happy guy because now, I mean, he's inoculated against oh, any yeah. kind of unilateral action. Correct. Um, and uh, Hillary Clinton did worse stuff, by the way, than either of these two guys. Oh, she should absolutely be in prison for what she did. She had intent. She had people go into the skiff and cut top secret off of the top and yeah. then fax it to her. That, and then destroyed yeah. evidence. But I wouldn't put yeah. her in prison. I, I would, would have a work release program where she'd have to work for you. <laughs> no, thank you. That would be punishment but, for well, me. That, but that Hillary, what else? What worse could you do to her? I know. Then she has to show up at the blaze. Every I, day. I know. I know. Okay. All right. And so then so the hang second, on just a second. Hang on just a second. Go ahead. Um, does this story tell you anything about the media as well the media just keeps digging their hole deeper and deeper and deeper there is no credibility left at all well the orders from the networks not cable different the orders from the network presidents uh, an nbc guy was just fired this week by the way right um to the correspondence of the white house where you better ask tough questions i know that to be true so they were actually ordered not to ask to ask to ask tough questions from uh, Miss uh, to ask Jean Pierre, they were ordered to ask the tough questions. Yes. They were asked. Well, that's they were a ordered because 
the straits are so dire, particularly at CBS News, which is uh, below five million in viewing now. Oh my! Gosh. I mean, I routinely did that on the Factor. I'm, I know, you know, and like that. I did more than Nora O'Donnell was doing uh, now. But the other two are, are listing too. Um, so they were ordered. All of them were ordered by the presidents of the news divisions to ask tough questions, whereupon John Pierre simply doesn't answer them. I will tell you that one of the thing, the most disturbing part of this story is, um, you know, top secret documents. That's a danger. But that man driving his Corvette was shocking and, it was and a so bigger danger. It was so inappropriate for the president of the United States to start singing Little Deuce Coop. I mean, just so bad. You know, bad. you got to take this seriously. So bad. When he said yesterday, you know, uh, hey, I keep him in my garage and it's locked. My Corvette yeah. is in there. That yeah. is so unbelievably flippant. Just so bad. <laughs> so bad. But see, Beck, you think he knows what he's saying. That's what He doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, it's just he can't put stuff into perspective it's kind of like stew you know you, you wait you say stuff mm-hmm. and then you know stew reacts but does he really understand the big picture here so biden doesn't know what the big picture is all biden knows is and at least he um, knows your name Stu. that's true at least he knows your name <laughs> all biden knows is that there's trouble he doesn't really know why there's trouble he, and then he goes, well, we told the National Archives right away when we found it, November 2nd. Uh, um, yeah, and you didn't tell the public for two and a half months. I right. think that's a cover-up. Right, right. And this right? last batch in his garage, they knew on December 20th and never said anything until and it yesterday. Was really inappropriate, Beck, for <laughs> Biden to offer the new special counsel a ride in the car. Right. That's he, not... Well, what we should be doing here. turn the key mr biden um let me uh let me ask you bill why what's going on here because you don't usually out yourself so what's happening why is this story out and happening right now because the media has nothing else to talk about now that the idaho murder thing has been solved with the guy in custody so I'm not diminishing the fact that Trump and Biden had no blank an idea of what documents were being removed from their respective offices. I'm, I'm not diminishing that. But I can see it because neither man has a concentration span to go over documents. I mean, you imagine Donald Trump packing boxes. No, yeah, but those, those documents, happen. he may not know that they were there now, but those documents were taken when, you know, from when he was a vice president. This is Biden. Right. Biden, right. And, and then the right wing is making a big deal out of this that Trump had the power to declassify and Biden didn't. So Biden is right, right. much more heinous. But it doesn't matter. OK, none of this matters because nothing's going to happen. It's just an embarrassment right now. For See, Biden, that's who a, doesn't need that. So now, let me get to the other. Wait, 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 wait. One more thing story. on this. This is the this is the biggest problem with this story, I think, is that it doesn't matter. Top secret matters or it doesn't. And the um, the worst thing that could be done is it's just become, well, they did it and well, he did it and then I did it. And well, mine was different than yours. And that's why nobody's paying attention to any of these scandals, because everyone knows uh, nothing's going to happen. All right. Nothing's going to be done. Nothing's going to be done. Nope. Yep. And that's the way we have a corrupt federal government. Correct. 
Okay. Correct. And when you have a corrupt system, there isn't any sense of fairness or justice because it's corrupt. Correct. Look up the definition of corrupt. Correct. All right. Correct. Correct. So that's where we are. But but let me get into the second, second one. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Because it, and this is worse than the document for Biden. The three amigos down in Mexico City. Oof. And the media underplayed this um, big time um, because the media doesn't want to tell the truth about what the situation is in Mexico. So remember the South Park episodes, Blame Canada? Yes. This is Blame Mexico. And I'm writing a column. It'll be on BillOReilly.com on Sunday noon. Mexico is the problem here for the United States. All right. Not little Justin Trudeau. He doesn't matter. But Mexico is the problem. Two reasons. 44% of the Mexican population lives in poverty. 44%. So what do you expect them to do? Exactly right. They're going to come here. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Mexico is the most violent country on earth. On Say, earth. Uh, okay, wait. Over like Afghanistan and... Yes. It's wow. way worse than Miramar or, or China, 66,000 people last year were either murdered or disappeared in Mexico. 66,000. In America, which has three times as many people as Mexico, we had 23,000 homicides. Wow. When you have that level of violence, all right, that the government cannot control, then you look at, well, who's doing it? The drug cartels are running the country. Correct. Correct. All right. So Obrador standing there with Biden and little Justin say, oh, we're equal partners and we're yet. It's a bunch of garbage. All of our immigration and narcotics problems are caused by Mexico. And no one will tell the truth about that. Obrador cannot control his country. There is no local police in Mexico because the cartel will walk in and say, hey, Jose, you do what we say or we'll kill you and your family. And Jose's making 14000 a year. What do you think Jose is going to do? They dissolve the national police there in Mexico because it was so corrupt. There's no, no law enforcement in that entire country. So therefore, tons of narcotics are sent into the United States, killing hundreds of thousands of people. And Biden sits there going, hey, we're the most secure border ever. It is, that is, talk about corruption and a scandal, and, and that is a story. Oh, I, you'll I, never get it from the media. I believe, I believe the government is more than, than just tolerating it. The government is in bed now. Oh, sure. With... With the bad guys, of course. Yes. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accuse Obrador of, of taking bribes, but it's not inconceivable. It no. happened before, in and Mexico. it's it's not. I, I'm not saying that you know Joe Biden is calling up the drug lords either and saying, hey, we need your help on this. It's just all you have to do is avert your eyes, and you are working with them because or you won't call them it. out. Lie about they lied about it. All three of them standing there. You know, you this and the media goes along with it because if you criticize Mexico, you're racist. You're racist. You can't do that. 
I mean, meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying. The solution to this problem isn't hard. Under the Patriot Act, the U.S. government designates the Mexican drug cartels as terrorists, and we wax them. If you read Killing the Killers, and I know you did, Beck, we have the authority to do that because the Mexican drug cartels are killing far more people than Al-Qaeda or ISIS ever did. And they're running wild doing it. And, and no one's going them. to stop them. And we're enriching no them. No one. And uh, it makes can me I, can, crazy. Can I tell it you, makes me crazy. Can I ask your opinion of what you think of our governor here in Texas? I mean, Ron DeSantis is doing big things in Florida, which as a Texan, I'm really embarrassed by our state. And he has the ability to rally the country, but he just won't do it. He, he will not stop this in our own state. So you're criticizing him? Oh, yeah, I am. I am. So what do you want him to do? Uh, I want him to do what Ron DeSantis is doing and make very clear stances, be out in front of this, secure our border, whatever it takes, secure our border, um, use the uh, constitutional language of an invasion this is an invasion. Texas has fundamentally changed in the last two years. You're going to lose your country. Well, I, I agree with that, but I don't know. The border is so long in Texas that the state doesn't have the personnel to stop this. You telling and me. It's hamstrung. Because it can't go to the border. You know. You know what the. You know what the uh, sheriff of um, of the county uh, wasn't Fort Worth. I can't remember which county. Um, but he said to me. Uh, I said, "What what happens if they start coming for guns here in Texas? Do you think?" He said, "Well, in my county, I deputize every single person in my county, and deputies need to have a gun. They're not touching guns here. That's the Texas attitude. Are you telling me that?" that Texans won't stand up for their own state. He could deputize people and actually not just everybody's deputy deputize people, train people, and they would volunteer to seal this border. They would do it. There's enough Americans and Texans here that would do that. Why aren't well, we he's never going to do that because the potential for violence there is far too great. Uh, when you get a you know a vigilante force, and no, I'm not talking who, about a vigilante force. Well, I know you're not, but most people who would be deputized are good people and would obey the structure. But there's going to be other people who won't, and um, you know. So I under, I understand it. It's a federal problem, and in, in, in the Constitution. The federal government is in charge unless, of immigration. According to the Constitution, unless the federal government is not responsive. Yeah, but he's already declared a state of emergency in Texas. And, and he's already put resources on the border. Now, maybe the National Guard, maybe more of them down there. Um, to embarrass Biden and, and, you know, continue to put the pressure on Biden. But I, I told my audience on BillOReilly.com that Biden's not going to do anything about this problem. So you got two more years of them, and, and the border problem is not going to be solved in any way by him. He doesn't care about it. He simply doesn't care. It's unbelievable to think that this is true, 
But it's happened before in our history where we've had presidents allowing unbelievable problems to mount, and they don't care. All right, final thought from Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second. Let me take one minute and tell you about Good Ranchers. Made in America isn't uh, the sacred phrase that it used to be. Nobody's telling the truth on this. When it comes to meat, you go into a grocery store and you'll see product of USA on the uh, on the meat that you buy. That's not true. Many, many times. That's absolutely untrue. It's coming from foreign countries and they found a loophole to be able to put the little flag on there. We have got to support our local farms and our local ranchers. I, if you have a local farmer's market, start buying your food at a farmer's market. If you know a farm that can provide things, just do it. We have to support our local farms and our ranchers. And here's one way you can do it with good ranchers. Right now, you can get over two pounds of chicken free in every box of meat that you have for a year when you subscribe. A year's worth of chicken for free when you subscribe to any Good Ranchers box at GoodRanchers.com. You want to start the year off right. You want to do the right thing. Eat the best American meat, the fish, chicken. Also, support your local ranchers and your local farmers. Do it by subscribing now and buy your meat differently from Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. Go to GoodRanchers.com. That's GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code GLEN. 10 seconds, station ID. We have uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly with us uh, now. Um, Bill, final thoughts. Next biggest story of the week or um, uh, some in-depth analysis of something. Okay. Um, what we're going to see now <clears throat> is a bunch of leaks coming out about Hunter Biden. So the next time we talk, which I think is going to be in April, Beck, is that what you have <laughs> Yeah, well, if, if we're lucky. Okay. Um, so you're going to start to see this, this whole document thing, unless they discover more documents, which they could. Biden has no idea where his socks are. I mean, he doesn't know. Right. Um, so you start, you're going to start to see as these committees ramp up, particularly the Jordan Committee uh, and the Comer Committee in the House, you're going to see that they're going to start to compile information, and it's going to get leaked. From and, which side? Um, it's going to get leaked anti-Biden. Okay. All right. All right. So you're going to have a series of these leaks coming out about Hunter Biden did this and Joe Biden did that and, and the Chinese people did this. And, and, and that's going to start to mount. Now, in every one of those cases, the media, which is um, a part of the Biden administration mm -hmm. now, yep. um, you know, that they work in conjunction with the Democratic Party, which is why the White House correspondence had to be ordered to ask tough questions about the documents. Um, so the media is going to have to respond to this, and they're going to be on the defensive. And, and the smarter of the liberal pundits are going to go, I don't know if I want to defend Hunter Biden. Right. Okay, because that's a pretty <clears throat> dicey thing to do. I will tell you, the, the piece that came out from the New York Times this week on Hunter Biden was absolutely jaw-dropping uh in its uh defense of of biden and and honestly bill i'd love to hear your opinion we've got about 30 seconds 
I think it's a mistake to leak that out. I think you get all of the evidence and pound it in a it's hearing. Not happen though, because they want to stay in the news cycle. They want to drip, drip, drip it, uh, just like they did with Trump. The same thing is going to happen to Biden, and that's the big story that we'll be on and, and chatting about. And I don't know how it's going to all work out. The big thing is, did uh, Hunter give uh, his father cash? That's it. Yeah, it's That's the big thing. Clearly, yes. Thank you so much. Bill O'Reilly, we'll talk to you again. Killing the Legends is his latest book. Killing the Legends bestseller everywhere. Get it now. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, the one thing that is so important uh, for all of us is sleep. Um, and if you can't sleep, I, I didn't sleep really have any kind of dreams for 10 years. Um, and you don't complain about that when you're just, you know, I can, I can coast on three hours of sleep. It's great. When you're tossing and turning, you just want that to stop. Um, I will tell you that it is hard for me to fall asleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm pretty good, but falling asleep is really tough. Um, you can get a great night's sleep a natural way. It's not gonna. It's not gonna knock you out. It's better than melatonin. Um, this is. I take this every night, and it is great. It's um, from Relief Factor. It is the sleep product. Uh, get a great night's sleep now with Relief Factor Sleep. You can find it now by calling 800 the number 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief. We got to get our sleep. This helps you just sleep more soundly. You get up in the morning, you don't feel it. You don't feel it coming on, you don't feel it afterwards. It's great. It's all natural from relieffactor.com. relieffactor.com. Head over to blazetv.com/glen and use the promo code glen. There you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Uh, I'm going to call this segment, May God Have Mercy on Our Souls, okay? And I'll explain that afterwards. But I want to play a few clips here for you. This is not an old clip of Kamala Harris talking about electric school buses. This is a new one, just happened. Here's Kamala Harris in front of a group of adults and the transportation agency talking about one of her favorite things. Here it is. You know what also excites me? What I'm I, among the many things mm. I'm excited about electric school buses. I love electric school buses. I just love them for so many reasons. Maybe because I went to school on a school bus. Hey, raise your hand if you went to school on a school bus. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh! This woman is nuts. I mean, this is, I feel like, the 10th time I've seen this clip. She, oh, yeah. Does she say this at every speech? Oh, I don't know. But that wasn't even a speech. That was a question and answer yeah. thing. You know, so what else is going on? You know what I'm excited about? <laughs> School buses. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then, in answering so another question, listen to this. I convened, and I've convened now at least three times, uh, a group that has is their acronym, CARICOM. It is the Caribbean Nations island nations in the western hemisphere that is where the caribbean is we are also in the western hemisphere they are our neighbors oh dear god i mean who is she talking is she talking to school children she no she's talking to a group of 
so-called informed adults that went to go listen to her and the transportation people about what the future is for you're telling them that we're in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> if those people don't know that we're in the Western Hemisphere, we're more screwed than I think. And we're so screwed, I think Jesus <laughs> is coming soon. Uh, may I ask your, for your expert opinion on something related uh-huh. to this? Uh-huh. Uh, you're a guy who's who got around. Uh, you lived a little when you lived were younger. A little, yeah, you yeah, lived yeah, a little yeah, when you yeah. were younger. Uh-huh. There was uh-huh. some... Uh, uh, some drug. Uh, f- yes, you were in yes. that world. Yes, uh, I have a friend whose theory is that Kamala Harris is constantly high. No, 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 no. The theory she is, is constantly that- low, low IQ. <laughs> she is dumb as a box of sand. She is. Uh, you might as well take a sandbag, put it in heels, and there's your vice president. You will be safer as a nation. May God have mercy on our soul. But does does dumb make you laugh hysterically at the idea of an electric school bus? No, I would she's say no. Fake. She's dumb, so she doesn't know how mm-hmm. to do things. Her job is to promote electric school buses. She doesn't know how to do it, so she overacts and like, <laughs> and she looks mm-hmm. crazy and dumb. She's not high. She's not crazy. She's just dumb. But she's not the best clip. Mm. I want to play. Uh, I want to play a clip of Hank Johnson. Now, I want to remind you who Hank Johnson is. Now, let's listen to what he said this week to a reporter outside of the Capitol when they found out and they asked him, what do you think about the top secret documents of Biden? Listen. My response to it all is that mm-hmm. alleged classified documents showing up allegedly in the possession of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, uh-huh. Joseph Biden. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that needs to be um, investigated. Oh, and, and we agree. Um, yes. And that's that's what I call for is yeah. for everything to be investigated. Good. But yeah. I'm suspicious of Uh-oh. the timing of it. I'm I'm so also I. aware of the fact that. Things can be planted on people. Ah. Places and things can be planted. Mm. Um, mm. Things things can be planted in places right. uh, and then discovered conveniently. Mm-hmm. That may be what has occurred here. I'm not ruling that out, but Especially- I don't. I'm I'm open in terms of the investigation needs to be investigated. Yeah, I will tell you, things can be planted, <laughs> and and there's a history of people at Joe Biden's houses where they people groups of people come out and plant things right around his garage. Um, They're called bushes and trees. But if they can plant that at his house, why can't they plant the top secret documents? He's he's brilliant. Let me remind you who this genius is. This is what he said when he's talking to an admiral about the number of Marines we have on the island of Guam. Listen, very small island and about 24 miles if i recall long mm-hmm. so 20, 24 miles long about seven miles wide Ooh. at the least widest okay. uh, place on the island and about 20 about 12 miles wide uh, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly 
populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Oh, dear God. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> That's the admiral. The admiral, because he's in uniform, has to say we don't anticipate that problem. I would give my right arm to have been the one under question when he asked that question, because my response would have been first look to the left, look to the right, look right directly into the camera and say, it's not just me. Right. Right. And then say, sir, that 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 is not even worthy of an answer you sir are a moron <laughs> if you think that islands will capsize that we have to balance guam and hawaii and all of these islands that's not the way it works and may god have mercy on not your soul may god have mercy on the souls of everyone who voted for you because at this time these people are so stupid or ignorant or they just don't care that they can't see that you are a complete and total moron. But I think I just gave the Adam Sandler speech. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That is so true. So, that is, I mean, think about this. That clip from the Guam clip with Hank Johnson was 2010. 10. He's won re-election like six times right. since then. Right. And I will say, I am disappointed uh, in in the entire media. I want to hear commentary about every issue from Hank Johnson. Anytime anything happens, f put a microphone in front of this man's face and let him talk about it. I just want to know if what he's thinking. If you do that, he will be the Secretary of Transportation. <laughs> okay? I mean, oh my, how shame on everyone in his district. Shame on everyone in his district. You cannot be that stupid. You can't. Mm. It's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible like Guam capsizing impossible? Or? Like Guam mm. capsizing impossible. You cannot be that. And if you are that stupid, we really need to just go there as, as people. Hug them. Hold their hand. Say, God bless you. You Bless your heart. You are so cute. But you shouldn't vote anymore. In fact, as a country, we cannot allow you to vote. Because you think Guam could capsize? And if you don't, you thought it was okay to keep that guy in office? Because that wasn't a good question. Wasn't a good question. Wasn't a good thought. Wasn't. So... Bless your heart, sweetheart. You are, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. No voting rights for you. I am, I am really to the point to where I don't want some litmus test where, 
you know, where we have to test people. They'd be genius. I just like them. Do you think this could be the only question? Do you think an island could capsize if we put too many people on one side of the island? If they even hesitate, eh, you're out. I don't think that is, you know, that's that's not racist what they you know did where they would put, you know, all these tough questions. Like, How many windows in the White House? No, 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 no. I want to test white people, black people, Asians. I want to test anyone who says they want to vote. Do you think an island could capsize? Well, nope, sorry. I can't find your name anywhere in the records. Can't find it. <sighs> hey, I've got a really good podcast coming out tomorrow, and I want to talk to you about it in just a second. First, uh, I have Car Shield for a lot of reasons, um, but one of the most important reasons is I don't want to buy new trucks. I like my trucks. Um, they are fine. They're farm trucks. They don't even have to look pretty. I don't care, honestly, half the year if they even have doors. I just want them to be able to haul the cattle. That's what I that's what I want them to do. I want them to haul stuff. And when they break down and if it's really expensive to fix because it's a chip or something like that, I had a seven thousand dollar repair. The, the truck wasn't worth seven thousand dollars. At a $7,000 repair on a truck. And I'm like, oh, crap. I get to the dealership and uh, he says, there are the keys all taken care of. And I'm like, you don't have to uh, wait. You, I don't know. And he's like, no, this this fix happened to be covered by car shield. I on this is an honest thing. I honestly my first thought was get out of here before they realize maybe that was wrong. Just get out. I didn't even want to question. I was like, of course it was covered by cars. Absolutely it was. That's the kind of surprises that you like, especially with insurance. Um, so this is this is health insurance for your car. If you want your car uh, to just keep running and running and running because uh, you don't want to have to buy a new one. You can't afford to have it break down. They have all kinds of different coverage. You pick the coverage. They have them for starting at around 100 bucks a month. Carshield.com slash Beck. Go there now. You'll get 20% off your plan. Carshield.com slash Beck. You can call 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash Beck. 20% off right now. Carshield. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Um, hey, you think right now, man, my life sucks. My life sucks. Well, it doesn't suck as much as it does for Michael Bay. He is going into court in Italy, um, being charged with murder. Would you, I mean, would you consider this murder? Yeah, homicide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cons um, uh, being charged, I think, with murder. Um, this is the third attempt he's had to try to make this go away. Three different times he has gone to court. Um, and the Italian, you know, they're tired of these Americans coming over here and killing people and then, you know, just getting away with it scot-free. So mm -hmm. Michael Bay, I don't think so. Michael Bay, the director of great action films, I think some of the Mission Impossibles and others, he's really great. Well, in 2018, 
see if Alex Alec Baldwin doesn't come to mind. A uh, set of 2018's Netflix uh, movie that he made, Six Underground. So this is made in 2018. It's all over. Um, apparently, apparently, this according to, well, they say they have video on this. A homing pigeon was allegedly killed by a dolly in the middle of a film take in Rome. No. Now, yes. Now, just so I can talk to the Kamala Harris fans in the audience, a dolly in this case is not like something that you or Kamala sleep with every night. No, this dolly is on like little railroad tracks and it has the camera on it and it goes forward and backward so they can get a smooth shot. That's what it does. So unless the pigeon were, I don't know, tied to that track by some mustachioed dark pigeon with a top hat and the Canadian Mountie didn't arrive enough to un, uh, in time uh, soon enough to untie little Nell the pigeon from the track. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, that's just, they were shooting, the pigeon was on the track, nobody saw it, and uh, it, it got run over. And I don't know if you know this, pigeons are dirty, filthy, awful <laughs> animals, okay? They're rats with feathers. God makes a lot of them. Nobody, nobody in the pigeon world is going, <laughs> pigeon could have been a star. It's not, it's not happening. Is there um, some reference for pigeons in this? Like, because you could go into any restaurant in in this country and in get Italy? any any other bird on a plate. Oh yeah, and they'd yeah, yeah. be totally fine oh, with yeah. that and celebrate it. But it's, yeah, yeah, because it got run over. Yeah, because it got run over by Michael Bay. Now, um, Michael has tried to sell, settle this three times in Italian court. Three times he's been in court trying to get it thrown out, um, and they've said, "Look, just pay a minimal fine, no big deal, and we'll throw it out." And he's like, "I'm not paying you a dollar." And I'm not admitting that I hurt an animal. I love animals. There was no animal that was hurt on my set from anything we did. I'm not going to take blame for this pigeon. No. So he's going in. He has been doing this now, fighting in court for a year. But this movie was made and they they went to the uh, Italian authorities in 2018. So if you ever think you're having a bad day, just think if you didn't run over a, a pigeon in Italy with a little teeny railroad track, okay? Your life's pretty sweet. Your life's, Can you even believe that story is even true? Do you know in France, they serve this as some little teeny bird. I don't remember what it is. But they, they actually cook it in such a way, whole, whole. And they just, you know, fry it up. And you pop it in your mouth, you eat it, bones and all, okay? It is, you have to wear, the tradition is, you hold a napkin in front of your face uh, while you eat it. And the deal is, so God doesn't see you in such decadence. And they're worried about a pigeon sitting on a railroad track? I mean, I think people need to get their priorities right. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. American Giant would like to thank you for doing business with them. They started advertising on this program. I did an interview because I read about this, uh, this company, American Giant, that was uh, trying to bring clothing manufacturing back to America. Uh, you know, and it was a California company, and I thought, oh, well, these guys probably hate us. 
but they made these great um, you remember the old sweatshirts that used to be made in America. They made them the same. You can't buy them anywhere. And I found out as I interviewed this guy on air that uh, in 2012, there was this manufacturing clothing manufacturing uh, company that was closing. And all of these people with all the skill were being let go. And the now owner of American Giant thought that we can't let this happen. So he started it. He brought back the machinery, retrained people. And now they just make some of the best clothing, and it is all made here in America. And I mean, it's all sourced in America. Every button, every thread, every jar of ink that is used. I mean, it's all American. Thank you for um, going and visiting their website and buying some of their clothing. You're buying real American, and uh, you're buying restoration when you go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Go there now. Welcome to Friday. I want to start the show uh, the way I or end the show today, the way I began the show on Monday of this week. And that is talking about gratitude. Uh, I really believe one of our bigger problems is we don't we look at our shortcomings. We only talk about how bad things are. We only uh, we're all bitching and moaning about this or that. And we don't really realize how good life is how great things really are even in their worst would you live at any other time than this time and in this country if you look at world history i wouldn't i really wouldn't and we think it's so bad it is bad because it can be so much better but we have to have gratitude but is it enough just to have gratitude or do you need to Put that into practice to be able to be healthy and whole, which our our country is struggling with. Happiness. We are a depressed, medicine-taking group of people that a lot of them just nihilist. So, gratitude, does it play a role? I'm going to talk to one of the guys who is the biggest authority on happiness and uh, gratitude probably in the world. He has studied it his whole life. We'll go there in 60 seconds. Name a piece of technology that you're uh, you're on more every day than your phone. I'll wait. I'll wait. I mean, be honest, right? If you're one of those rare people who can limit their screen time efficiently, good for you. But you still rely on your phone a lot. So you really need good, affordable services. But you also want to do business with people who are not fighting against your your values and your principles and we're not talking about ah they believe in a higher tax code i don't that we're so far past that now 
I'm looking for somebody who believes in the Bill of Rights. Can, can you give me nine out of the top ten on the Bill of Rights? If you can, huh, we're buddies. We have no arguments between us that make any real difference. Well, with the phone companies, some of them are promoting abortion with uh, donations to uh, Planned Parenthood, which they have perfect right to do. But I'd prefer none of my money going to that company that they'll take their profits and, and fight against the things that I'm for. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative cell company out there, and they are standing for life. They are in our um, in our neighborhoods trying to help us stand against some of the stuff that is happening in our schools. And every time you make a phone call, that money is going to them and they're helping us stand with the people who are standing with you. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. You'll save money, get great phone service, and you'll support a company that's supporting you. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck. 972Patriot is the number. 972Patriot. Use the offer code Beck. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Dr. Paul Zak, he is a Claremont Graduate University professor, which usually does not go in somebody's favor on this program. Uh, but in his case, uh, it's a it's a great thing. He has been he has been studying uh, scientifically um, how to improve your attitude in your life, how to create experiences that are really good because we're changing as a society. I want to talk to him specifically about gratitude his latest book is called immersion the science of extraordinary and the source of happiness welcome paul how are you sir good morning glenn great to talk to you great to talk to you um so i started the week asking my audience to start recognizing things that they're grateful for because i think we're so far away from understanding gratitude and uh, applying the actual action that that should um, uh, 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 turn you turn your gratitude into, we don't even recognize the things most time that we're grateful for. Can you talk to me a little bit about the science of gratitude and how it changes or perhaps doesn't change our life? Right. I think you your setup was exactly correct. That we have things that are so good now for most of us that we just feel like we're entitled to perfection. But we are um, a social species and we need the other people around us to really live satisfied lives. So the data show that people who are grateful live longer and live healthier, that is they flourish better. And they flourish because they're connected to those around us. So when we are the opposite of grateful, when we're entitled, who wants to be around that person? Oh, it's the worst. I, I've noticed that because I, I used to be a despicable human being, alcoholic, and I was just really in my 30s and I sobered up and I, I started to live my life completely differently. And I used to think I hate people. And that's when I was miserable. Um, I love people now and I love talking to people. I love going into, you know, uh, a diner and the waitress and we'll strike up a conversation. You know, what's your life like? What's happening? And it makes me happier. It just makes me happier. Yeah, and our brains evolved in human beings to connect to others. So we have specific anatomical functions that are different than any other animal that, as you said, give us that value of social connection. And when we're grateful, we are pleasant to be around. We are 
aware of other people's emotions. We let those people into our lives and vice versa. And so we end up being of service to others, right? And when you're nice to that waitress, she also has a better day. And then we start this virtuous cycle where you have a nice customer, the waitress is happy, she's nicer to the next customer. And that's the way that we can improve society. So social media has got to destroy happiness. With what everything we're doing, where we're on our phones all the time, Man, we're, kids are sitting next to each other and they're not talking. They're texting each other, um, you know, with with A.I. starting to come. There's an app now where, you know, you can have an A.I. friend that will talk to you. That that's not the same. And it's it's just not. It seems to me that that's one of the things that we are really missing is a closeness to a physical friend or family we're just caught up in this this world, and that world that we're in is also telling us you don't have enough. Somebody has more. Like, like every good question, the answer is yes and no, right? To the extent that people are lonely, that is not adaptive for human beings. It's, it's you know, a big risk factor for early death and unhappiness. So social media, in studies we've done, gives you between 50 and 80% of a real in-person interaction. Mm. So it's not a bad substitute. Now the in-person, you have so much more bandwidth hitting your brain, right? You have touch, you have smell, you have eye contact. So you need that in-person interaction if you can get it. But if you can't, I think social media is not a bad substitute if you're using that to form connections. So not just looking at you know, a five second TikTok, but actually doing FaceTime, you know, uh, connecting to people on Facebook, whatever it is. And by the actually way, talking to people yeah. or communicating yeah. one-on-one with somebody. For sure. Okay. And what's really cool is that that one-on-one builds our capacity to emotionally connect to others very rapidly. So the more we connect, the easier it is. And here's the really cool thing from a health perspective. Those social connections reduce cardiovascular stress, improve the immune system, keep us healthier and happier. Okay, but may, may I just clarify one thing? That's not tweeting something and then reading the responses. That what you're talking about is an actual community, even if it's text back and forth with one another. You're talking about one-on-one communication or not? Yes, sir. One-on-one, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, the um, uh, I, I'm I'm sure you you know about you know, Glenn Fox and imagine you're a Holocaust survivor. So everything is, everything's better than that. Um, right. uh, Victor Frankl, however, in man's search for meaning, he found meaning because nothing had meaning. Does gratitude play a role at that point on a level we can all understand? It does to the extent that it connects us to others, right? So Frankel found meaning in others and just living every day and of being of service to others. So part of the practice of gratitude is connecting and serving others and serving something bigger than yourself. That makes you grateful to be on the planet. So when I said earlier this week that we just have to at least start noticing the things that we're grateful for, and every day, once a day when you get up or, you know, twice a day, get up and go to sleep or whenever you want to write it. But just write a list of the people and the things that you are grateful for. Um, in, in My intent is that people will eventually start to 
say those things to those people and start to put into action those thoughts. But you first have to really kind of train yourself to notice these things. Does is there any kind of benefit from just noticing those things, having that switch turn on? There is, because, again, it focuses us on being good members of our communities, right, connecting us to others. Glenn, some years ago, uh, Time Magazine, your favorite publication, <laughs> uh, asked me to write a, a couple of sentences on uh, New Year's resolutions, which I'm not a big fan of, honestly, but they said, no, yeah. what, what's your New Year news? And I said, what I really want to do is, for every social interaction I have, add love to the world. So I call that the Love Plus program. So I think that's a great way to show gratitude. Right. So every time you interact with someone, are you adding love to the world? Are you decreasing love? Are you making that person happier or less happy? And if you're making that person happier, you get the reflection of that. They go, oh, wow, it was so great to talk to Glenn. He was so nice. I'm thinking of the waitress in the diner you spoke to. Right. Right. So then you start this virtuous cycle. And that's where that gratitude has a global impact. You have let me let me switch uh, subjects here for just just a bit, just kind of slide over to something else that you do. Um, you're an entrepreneur. You have, you know, uh, founded all kinds of different things, the immersion neuroscience, a software platform. Um, and you have also been with some of the biggest businesses. Um, you know, you're a TED Talks guy and you talk a lot about these experiences. People are craving for real experiences. Um, and so you try to put this in and teach business people how to increase happiness through experiences. Um, are you looking yet at, um, the, you know, uh, things like the um, uh, the immersive experiences that are all digital uh, things like the uh, what, do you, what is the thing called a metaverse? Are you looking into that? Are those the same as a real physical experience. I've stumped the good doctor. I think we lost him. Did we lose him? Paul? Dr. Paul Zach will be, well, let's reconnect with him. Dr. Paul Zach, the Claremont graduate university professor, uh, author of Immersion. It is fascinating what he studies uh, and how he applies it. We'll get back to him in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Rough Greens is just the best. Rough Greens has been making dogs healthier and happier for years. And I can tell you with my own dog, Uno, it is the real deal. Um, Tanya and I were talking about this last night. And I said, Victor and Ella, which were the two German Shepherds before Uno, how at the same age, what were they like? And she said, don't you remember? Um Uno couldn't walk up the stairs. Neither could Ella at, at uh, his age. Um, they just they just totally changed and really slowed down. My dog is just beginning to slow down, um, but he still hauls butt up the stairs. He's really healthy. The doctor just called back the vet with his blood test and all of it and said, it's amazing. There's like everything. There's not one uh, red dot or yellow dot on any of the tests that I ran. He is as good as a puppy. And I really think, nothing to prove this, but my feeling is, because I watched him change, 
putting rough greens on his food has changed his life and extended it as well. Rough greens, R-U-F-F greens dot com slash Beck. Rough greens dot com slash Beck. It's your first bag free. You can also get it by calling 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, Glenn 33, or roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Doc, I'm sorry, we lost you. Dr. Paul Zak, uh, the author of Immersion, the Science of the Extraordinary and the Source of Happiness. Um, I was talking to you about the uh, the metaverse. And I, I mean, I really see a time where a lot of people who don't have anything really going in their lives, they don't necessarily have a job. And, you know, it, life for them is very different and they want to escape they're working to pay for admission to the metaverse where they can be anything is is the real experience that you study for happiness and and share with these fortune 500 company companies are real experiences which i think people are are craving are they different than like what is coming in the metaverse uh, uh, yes and no uh, you know i think our brain doesn't strongly differentiate between experiences in person and flickering images. Think of people crying at movies, which neurologically to me is fascinating. Uh, you know, these are fictional uh, stories. You know, these are professional actors. You're aware you're in a the theater. And yet at the end of the movie, the boy gets the girl. So I agree with you, Glenn. I think there's a risk that in the metaverse with that 3D surround, that is going to be so compelling that we're just going to stay in our little rooms and never right. and talk to real humans and lose that physical contact, lose that smell, that touch, that eye contact. What does that do? Long run. I mean, it feels like we're running so many experience uh, experiments on our children right now, you know, with all of the stuff. I know Silicon Valley is like, no, my kids aren't online. My kids don't have these devices. Um, and we don't even know what this is going to do to them. Um, what does it do when you're trapped in a virtual root world a lot of the time? Anything? Again, from a, from a neurologic perspective, the brain doesn't differentiate. We adapt right away to that new world. So again, if it's so uh, interesting and compelling and much more um, you know valuable to us than the actual world, then we we do have a problem. So I think the answer is going to be a little bit probably okay. Like, uh, you know, anything, yeah. like your food or moderation, anything. a little bit probably all right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But don't overdo yeah. it. Right. Um, with you saying that our happiness, I'm, what I'm searching here for, and I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm searching for what is the hole that we would be a good place to start filling in. There's so much suicide and despair and anger in the world. Um, I know when I was younger, I really didn't want to have any children. I have four children. Um, and now that I'm, you know, 58, all I can think of is I, I, wow, 59, I'm sorry. All I can think of now is besides when did I get so old is I wish I had eight children because of the only thing family is the only thing that really gives true lasting happiness with us not having children, so many children and women now waiting so long. Is that affecting us too? 
The data are not clear on that, but I think the great thing about children is they, particularly for men, they really humanize us, right? We really learn how to give full love to others. So I think people without children and people whose children are out of the house can take that same approach and apply it to our dear friends, to our elderly family members, to our nieces and nephews. Um, again, the brain is so adaptive and we need connection, just uh, desperately need it. I have about two minutes left and I just want to ask you, the science of the extraordinary is such a great uh, opening line for your, your book, Immersion. Can you, can you boil that down in 90 seconds and tell me what that is? What does it even mean? Yeah, so there is a, a science to extraordinary experiences from uh, movies to um, uh, customer experiences to social interactions. And it's driven by these two core neurochemicals that are measurable. And once we measure those, then we can really create extraordinary experiences. And as you said, Glenn, basically stretch our brains to be better social creatures, to be more emotionally connected to others, to be fully present and really build our own happiness and flourishing. And is this written for the average person or is this mainly a business book of people how to run their businesses in a much more human sort of way to give the customer the best experience? Yeah, it's really both. I mean, it focuses on businesses, but if you think about anything you do in your life, arranging your house, getting married, right? We're all creating experiences. So uh, lots of tips on there on how to live a happier life. And again, stretch your brain to really be fully present for those around you. Um, uh, I can't thank you enough for what you study. And, and we did our homework. Um, you are, I mean, you're not just only the, the, the leading you know, source of this stuff. You are really, really buttoned up on it and have done so much. Uh, we are, I am struggling to look how I can help my audience find um, peace in an absolute tumultuous world where everything seems upside down. We're looking at, we're, we're missing something to be able to weather through this and be able to get to the other side because we all will survive. Uh, and I'd like to talk to you again. And if there's ever anything that comes to mind, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate I'm grateful it. for you. God bless. Me too, for you. Uh, Dr. Paul Zak, uh, the name of the book is Immersion. We barely talked about it, but pick it up. Um, the science behind what happens when we feel gratitude. The Glenn Beck Program. I can tell you from personal experience that if there is one thing worse than being in pain uh, that you are determined to beat, it's being in pain that you're resigning yourself to live with. There's one thing when you're on the pursuit and you're like, I'm not going to. And then there's another where you're like, I might be like this for the rest of my life. That is a dark place to be. I have been there um, and I am not there anymore. And I credit most of it to Relief Factor. Um, it broke the back of whatever was going on in my body. And my biggest problem was inflammation. It just the whole body was inflamed and I'm still a little puffy, but doctors tell me that's fat, but the three week quick start might get you out of that pain. It's a trial pack of relief factor, 100% natural. So it's not going to zap you or anything like that. 
and it works four different directions unlike ibuprofen and 70 percent of the people who order it go on to order more they find relief in relief factor so call 800 the number four relief or go to relieffactor.com and get your quick start bag just try it for three weeks see if it doesn't work for you 800 for relief relieffactor.com now's a great time to join blaze tv you can do it at blaze tv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn to save 10 bucks Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Are you watching 1926? Anybody watching that? That is that one of the Yellowstone previews from yeah prequels. It it has um, uh, what's his name uh, Harrison Ford and Ellen Mirren in it. Helen Ellen, Mirren. Helen Mirren mm-hmm. in it. She is fantastic. So is he. I like this better than Yellowstone. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I I don't you know. I think I'm the only one here in the room that is is watching Yellowstone, but I've I've kind of gotten a little tired of the we're loading the cattle up. Here's this beautiful picture of the cattle going into a truck and driving across the country. Right. The slow burn sort of pacing. Yeah, they're they're they've Mm -hmm. slowed everything down. And, you know, they're you know, it's a picnic with a country band. And I'm like, I don't really care about any of this. Yeah. Um, and but the storyline is great. But but 1926, I think it is it's fantastic, just fantastic. And there was one scene where uh, they go into town and uh, they see electricity for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they live out in the middle of you know nowhere and they go into Bozeman, Montana, which wasn't exactly a hotbed in 1926, 23, I think it is oh, 1923. Mm-hmm. And uh, they um, uh, they come into town and this guy has a washing machine and a refrigerator and everything out on the sidewalk. And they're walking by and they're like, what's this? And there's these cowboys and Helen Mirren. And uh, they say, well, we're putting in electricity. All of New York has electricity. And the cowboys are like, uh-huh. New York back then made the same thing, you know, as it does now. And they're like, uh-huh. And they said, uh, uh, so what are these things? And he said, well, uh, you can rent these from us or buy them from us. This is a refrigerator. And he explains how it works. This is a washing machine. And you can do other stuff. And they're like, what other stuff? And only the women there are like, well, the washing machine is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and one guy says, so wait a minute. I have to pay you for the electricity. Yes. And I pay you over time for the refrigerator. Yes. I'm a free man. That sounds like slavery to me. And they talk about how, I mean, at mm. one point, Harrison Ford is shaving and uh, with a, uh, no, not with a straight edge, but with a Gillette, old Gillette razor kind of thing. And um, he's shaving and his wife, Helen Mirren, said, I just love watching you shave. And then they start talking and she says, do you know that in some parts now of the country, women are starting to shave? And he went, What? And she said, yeah, they're shaving under their arms and their legs like we ever took a straight razor and did that. Um, And uh, he says, ah, that's just a passing fad. (laughs) And she said, no, you know what? It wasn't enough for the razor blade companies 
to have half the population. They needed all of it. <laughs> and she said, greed is going to destroy us. And you watch and you're like, oh, wow. That I don't is. know. That, that sort of greed. I thank God we were greedy. Thank God for the razor companies and their greed to yeah, but, create that but, trend. But wait a minute. But that trend, <laughs> that trend mm. came from somebody trying to sell you something. And so it became trendy. For instance, yeah, pink, No, it's just right. It's just right. It's just right. Mm. Uh, ask, the, okay. ask the European. Go to France. And then figure out if well, you I'm, just think it's right or wrong, yeah. whether it's caused by greed or not. It's the correct decision. Yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, I, I, I am with you. Okay, on that. I'm just pointing so. out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we got there by ourselves. And I'm willing to be open to stuff. This week, I went to a. I can't believe I'm saying this. I went into Dallas. Mm. Okay, I never go into Dallas. There's no reason to ever go into <laughs> Dallas. No reason. Only murders and traffic <laughs> happen in accurate. inner cities. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. Uh, and, uh, oh, sorry, murders, traffic, and high taxes. That's mm-hmm. what happens in big cities. Anyway, and some good restaurants. Well, that's what I found. And, uh, and, uh, my business partner said, Hey, can you come out? We're bringing us a bunch of people. And I'm like, sure. Uh, where? And he's like, uh, well, it's in the city. And I'm like, what? I'm out. And he's like, no, you, we gotta go. And I'm like, why did you pick a restaurant? And he said, it's really good. And I said, Okay. So I can get a good steak. And he said, well, it's sushi. And I said, I hate sushi. I hate it. Like, it's poison. I don't understand. Hey, let me take an octopus from the bottom of the sea, chop its legs off, chop it up in little pieces, throw some rice on it, and hand it to you in a little bite size and say, yum. No, thank you. Mm. I went to this restaurant. I um, Sarah, do you remember the name of this restaurant that I uh, said it was? I believe it was Uchi is what you said it was. Uchi. U-C-H-I. Oh, my gosh. It is top three to five meals I've ever had in my life. I mean, I'm just piling this, this you know, sous, raw fish, and I hate seafood, and I really hate raw seafood. <laughs> It was unbelievable. It was like some hypnosis or something. It was so good. I didn't pick up the tab, so I have no idea what it costs. I'm sure it's cheap. But I'm guessing raw fish at a really good restaurant was perhaps a little pricey. But if your kids don't have to go to college, you might want to try this place out. I, I, I don't. I don't have any idea, but you'd have to come to Dallas and there's only murder taxes. And uh, what was the other thing? Traffic. Yeah. Nothing good. Nothing good. Except good restaurants. Yeah. But that restaurant eventually because of the murder rate, it's just going to have to move out of town and it'll come out, you know, to the suburbs where real people they're thinking, you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. I could be murdered here. Uh, They get out. Hey, I'm paying way too much to the city, and I'm not really getting a good lifestyle in return. They'll move out, and then the restaurant will go. So I'm just, I want to point that out. Uh, One other thing, um, Richard Dreyfus is my podcast this week, and it is crazy. It is crazy. Richard Dreyfus, if you don't know, um, you know, he's the scientist on the boat with Jaws. Uh, he is a, won an Oscar for Goodbye Girl, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, the guy's been in a billion things. He is a Hollywood legend. And as he pointed out during the show, was a full-fledged communist. Uh, 
I mean, I went through his his family history. It's nuts. This guy, this guy didn't have a chance to be normal and, you know, uh, love democracy. Uh, Not a chance from the get go. However, it's not true to some degree. He's not a communist anymore, Um, but he. He talked about how even the communists, when he was growing up, loved America, loved it. And he's like, there isn't anything like that now. And he's like, you know, I, I, I was a communist, but I couldn't tell you anything about it, you know, back when I was younger. And I'm like, I don't know, difference there. Uh, and so he's on because he believes civics needs to be taught again. And I just fell in love with this guy. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, that's not, that's, I don't agree with it. We just had a great conversation. I'd love to be this guy, guy's neighbor, really. Um, he's very well read. He is, I think, wrong on a few things, but who cares? He's right on a lot of real strong principles. And I didn't realize this until we started the uh, podcast. But apparently I had a huge effect on his life. I, I, it, I, I thought it was in a negative way, but he said it was a positive <laughs> thing. I didn't realize, but I outed him as somebody who I was at a Ted Cruz rally and I met him backstage um, and I, he's this guy walking up and I'm like, Richard Dreyfus, are you in the right building? And he said, you know, I don't agree with any of the stuff that's going on. I'm looking for any kind of answer that makes sense. I want to hear him. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I said, he was backstage. Listen, apparently that caused some problems. Here he is on that. You said to me before we went on the air that, um, I outed you and, uh, and I immediately <laughs> responded, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't, you know, um, uh, and you said, no, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Uh, in, in what way? And, um, how, how can we get Hollywood or other people and people on, you know, the other the, side, the other side yeah. as well to stop with the tribalism. Stop. Both sides. Stop it. Um, and start to be a little more brave to say, yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. Um, I, Did you get pushback when I said? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry, Richard. I'm so no, sorry. No, it was great because now... I had a, a, a kind of place in my universe. I, I, I had been a liberal. I had been a communist when I was younger. And if you had asked me what communism was, I could not have told you. <laughs> as, as I think is true now. Yeah. We yeah. wouldn't know how to describe it. Um, I, I knew that I was changing and I knew that I was changing for the better, the clearer, the above, the nicer. I knew that. I could feel it. And I, I, I began to see the phrases that indicated that that writer was a duck, was a, duck, was a, a loser. And I, I found them everywhere. 
uh, on the left and on the right. And it was easy for me to be anti-right because my whole community was anti-right. But I began to move, really, until I became a celebrity and I joined um, Common Cause. Do you remember what Common Cause was? Mm -mm. It was an institution that was uh, by John Gardner, who worked for both Republicans and Democrats. And he wanted to create an institution for those people who were neither Republican or Democrat or both and could criticize both. Yes. So I joined that when I became famous and I went to Washington and immediately said, where are the Republicans? And no, they didn't talk about that. And what had happened was that it had become an adjunct to the Democratic Party. Mm. Then I joined, I also joined the Constitution Center. And I spent 10 years on the Constitution Center board saying, where is the honest history instead of the safe history? And they were really the right-wing version of Common Cause. And they finally found a way to kick me out. And that's true. I mean. So he, he goes on, he talks about how we need to educate our kids about America. He deeply loves America. We had an argument about Thomas Jefferson and everything else, but he deeply loves this country. Um, and uh, you won't agree with everything he says, but you will agree on the attitude that if good people, he is convinced that we're at the end unless people on both sides put their, sh- their swords and shields down and start talking to one another about basic principles, which is uh, which I'm all about. We agree. We're 100 percent in lockstep on that. We disagree on a lot of other things. This is something that you can share with liberal friends. This is something that uh, you should watch. It is. I think it's a good demonstration of sitting down with somebody that you don't agree on on some pretty big things. But you have you know what time it is and you both know the Bill of Rights is the solution. Richard Dreyfus, don't miss this. It's on the blaze now. You can get it tomorrow wherever you get your podcasts. If you're somebody who considers uh, yourself fiscally responsible, uh, or if you'd like to be fiscally responsible, time to wake up and uh, smell the insanity because it is everywhere. You see, yesterday, Bitcoin went back up to eighteen thousand. Gold was up. Yeah, it's up over nineteen today. Yeah, um, and that had everything to do with the dollar, um, and that is going to happen. It's going to fluctuate back and forth, back and forth, and while they try to convince you that everything is fine, but eventually it is going away. The dollar will become worthless. So, what are you doing with your dollars? If you're in your bank in the bank and you're losing what seven percent just in inflation. You compound that over a few years. You've lost a lot of money. Goldline has an awesome special this week for every tube of the quarter ounce Mayflower gold commemoratives. That's a quarter ounce of solid gold. You'll receive 100 of the same Mayflower copper rounds at no additional cost. Don't wait. These are selling out. They are really, really beautiful. Um, And uh, they commemorate the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower. 
I designed them. They are commemorative coins. They're really beautiful, and you can use them because they're solid gold. 866-GOLDLINE. By the way, they have them in silver as well. Ask them. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, let's also end the week the way we started. Um, Monday, we find out that there's a study that came out in November that Richard Trumpka was talking about on some show over the weekend about gas stoves being dangerous for asthma for our kids. And then we find out that Governor Hochul the next day is is introducing legislation and Washington state has already nixed it in their, I don't know, their construction code. So in Washington state, you're, you're not building anything with a gas stove and they did it without passing it or doing anything. They just did it in committee. Yeah, and now even one of the authors of the study is saying what's clear from the study, that it does not assume or estimate a causal relationship between childhood asthma and natural gas stoves. The people who came up with the study are saying it, there, there's some correlation there, but we do not see causation there. I'm telling you, this is not a mistake or an error. These uh, Washington State did this back in November or, or December. I mean, this is, this is a path that they are taking. Uh, to limit, again, your access to energy. And they can say that's a conspiracy theory all they want. They have no the credibility.